Hi, everyone. Before we get into the episode proper, before we do the intro music and everything, hey, guess what? Tomorrow, tomorrow, <gasps> tomorrow, October 20th is the beginning of the Lunar Light Spooky Pride Patreon Drive. Woo! Where we are going to be having some fun, doing some special stuff, and, uh, you know, asking y'all to, uh, to, Consider supporting us and the network by going to patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ to, uh, to, you know, support the content that you like to, to see in the world and, and uh, help us out with bills and stuff. And, uh, you know, we uh, will come back around during the break and talk more about the specifics about what's going on. But uh, just wanted to let you all know about uh, what's what's happening tomorrow. Uh, going all the way to November 2nd. It's fast approaching. Very quickly approaching. Get your wallets ready uh, if you can afford it. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's always the thing, if you can afford it. But oh, like, sure. if you can, it'd be really cool. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much uh, for uh, supporting the network, supporting us. And uh, yeah, let's get into the show. Let's get in. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to witness a music podcast most Foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work, but if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? Welcome, one and all, to Artificial Ghost Radio, a musical tour through the minds of our contestants. I'm trying to kill my double before it kills me, Miles Lazarus. And I've made friends with my double, and we're, you know, sharing the load. Mars Garbayo. Welcome to our game with no winner, no loser, and no prize. Our arbitrary Sisyphean musical recommendation challenge. Let's begin. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's a bit yeah. more nihilistic than usual, but I'm in a way. Now I I wanted to I wanted to change the the intro and I'm not I might rewrite it again mm. you know as a philosophy I, person it's a very interesting concept that you've introduced you know this whole thing of for what do we challenge each other for what torture mm-hmm. do we give each other it really reminds me of that famous play where there's three people in a room and they think that like this is the afterlife but it turns out that hell is torturing other people which is what the good place was based after. Are we in the bad place? We might. I think, <laughs> I think we might it, be in the bad place. I I've never seen the good place, but I have fantastic read Waiting for Godot. I've never seen it, but I was forced to read it. I've never in my life. It's it's, it's never come up. Is what I'm saying is that Waiting for Godot has not come up. We're in still my waiting. Life. Yeah, we're still waiting. I'm I'm waiting for Waiting for Godot to come up. <laughs> still waiting for Waiting for Godot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to jazz it up because here's the, here's the thing. This is, this is a game show in a sense in that we are doing these weird challenges. Mm -hmm. 
But it's also not in the sense that at no at no point are we like, okay, you win. Yeah. I so, I never like concede a victory or whatever. Like, yeah, no. So, you know, I wanted to jazz up the intro. I'm into it. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, experiment. I, I, we, and besides, it's Halloween. It sounds a little spookier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mortal nature of humankind and, you know, what we do to each other is pretty spooky. Just on different levels. It's like how horror movies nowadays are all about, like, manifestations of concepts instead of monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've That's also only going. recently learned what Sisyphean means, so I wanted oh, to I include love that. it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, what was that post? It was, um, uh, uh, same liver, different eagle. Same eagle, different liver. No, 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 I can't remember. I, uh, sure. So, you know, the eagle ripping out the liver. You have fine. to realize, Miles, that I don't go on Tumblr pretty much anymore. Yeah, it's valid. Um, no one should, it's a bad website. So, Mars. So, Miles. I challenged you last week to find a song that spooked you, that horrified you, that unnerved you, that in some way is not an enjoyable song to listen to. Uh, sure, a yeah. A disquieting of the sound waves. Uh, now, I, as with most themes, I didn't actually pick my song until maybe the day before. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, but initially, my initial thoughts on it were, oh, this is going to be very tricky because I don't, I don't know, I don't get scared by music. Mm. Like, or at the very least, I'm not usually seeking out music that will do that. Oh, well, exactly right. Yeah. But also it's music and it's not going to do shit to me. So like, whatever. Oh, yeah. Cool. You're spooky music. Cool. Music what are you going to do? You. Yeah. Goddamn nothing. But it Powered is always music. fascinating how soundscapes can really get you because I'm not often I'm I'm a big now, horror, horror movie person. Now horror podcasts will scare me, and for sure, that, oh, I am, for sure. I'm I'm valid in that. That's because like it's a person, and that's yeah. fucking that's scary shit. If someone's talking to you, if it sounds, it's a bit like different. Uh, but like the, people have developed ways of like making sounds that unnerve people. Like they, there's a specific instrument that's been created that makes horror movie and horror game sound effects, uh, and has like these disquieting, like echoey, like vibrationy sort of noises, and they hit some like primal part of the human brain that freaks us the fuck out. And that says something about the human uh, condition that we will find new and impressive ways to make everything. A bad time. Yeah, yeah. Vriska Homestuck. So we're not going to be talking about Homestuck this episode. We're not going to be talking about Homestuck, but we will be talking about the Earthbound ROM hack where where that song originally came, yeah, comes from. Toby Fox did that dang thing before before Homestuck. We're going pre Homestuck. You know what? It's um, funny because, like, that sequence of events, I, like, him I creating sort of it. I think of history as being pre and post Homestuck. Yeah, no, that's like the it's the new BC AD. It's yeah, 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 yeah. BH um, BH. Well, wouldn't it just be BHS? Well, like, Before. yeah. Homestuck's one word. Yeah, but, you know. Well, it's like how it. people do BCE, and that's before Christ existed. Oh, is that what that BC. stands for? Yeah. Oh, I, I, th- I thought that, <laughs> you know, 
What do you think it was? S- sometimes I am confronted by my ignorance mm-hmm. of like, oh, I just sort of assumed something and I didn't actually look up what it meant. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments of, yeah, it it makes sense. And I, at any point in my life, I could have looked up or asked somebody what BCE stands for, but I didn't. And I just saw that it was different from BC. So I thought it was like, uh, like the scientific alternative to BC. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. Cause I think you are partially right. Like it's, um, hang on. Cause I, cause I know that I've been taught before Christ existed, but I feel like you're right in that there is the scientific way of referring to it. I fully cannot remember if it's the same. Uh, thing you I might just be uh, making that shit common up. common error. So that's the scientific oh. way of like. Oh, okay. So I was at least somewhat yeah, correct. You're not wrong. I, okay. it's, it's just that it's also right. before Christ existed. Um, okay. But it's also Bachelor of Chemical Engineering if you just wanted to. <laughs> well, either way, I didn't know that and I didn't look it up. So I'm, I'm still at fault in a way. Mm. Uh, so, uh, speaking of timelines with Toby Fox, uh, you know, doing all that shit, I'll get into that later. It does relate in a very random way to the thing I'm going to bring. Uh, so would you like to know what song inspired this theme? Uh, you know what? I would love to know what song inspired this theme. Because I did say this last week, I thought ahead of time about what I wanted to bring my theme and the song. It's true. Uh, I mm-hmm. did have a couple moments of like, ooh, I could bring this. And I was like, you know, you know what? I want to bring this. And the song that I'm bringing is I Got Five on It by Lunas. Okay. You know, sometimes sometimes I, there are themes that we do where I'm like, even though it is unlikely, there is a distinct possibility that you might would at least bring like the same artist that I did. Um you certainly didn't. I have no idea who these fools are. Oh, I was I was genuinely like leaning back from my microphone, like, did Mars bring the same song? <laughs> but for sure. Mm-hmm. So tell me about this song. So this is a 1995 hip hop anthem. It's very popular. Uh it's a, it generally uh it is just a fucking weed smoking party song. This is very nineties. Okay. It's very Bay Area, but Here's why okay. it here's why it horrifies me is that it okay. was remixed and used as the theme to Jordan Peele's Us movie that was released in 2019. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, so it is, and Us has given all, new meaning. It all comes life. back to Jordan Peele with it you. Always goes back to Jordan Peele with me. I could have bought Redbone. Redbone was the theme to Get Out. Uh, Janelle Monae mm. did another song for Us. I can't remember which one. Um, but yeah, I would love it. If we could give this song a little listen. Let's give it a listen, shall we? Important qualifier before we listen to it. I'm not bringing the specific remix that was on the soundtrack because that has been made to be horrifying, but I associate now just listening to this song normally with so, being so horrifying. I'm going, so I'm going to listen to the song and it's not going to have any effect on me in that way? Probably not. Okay. All right. Cool. Do we love that? <laughs> I yeah, can't let's also, go. Let's uh, fucking go. I can't also send you the like minute long remix for us. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah. let's listen to this one first. So let's let's, let's yeah, let's start let's here. Let's give it a little fucking jam or listen. Let's, let's go. Listen. Creep on in, on in, on in. 
Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that like to light another joint like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh rolling joints like a cigarette You know what? The backing track is kind of spooky Yeah, so what'd you think? Yeah, now here's the deal I don't understand why the backing track would be all spooky bells And, you know, ba bum bum and all that when the song is about getting a lot of weed and buying a lot of weed with a lot of money that you have for weed mm-hmm. to buy weed. Because it was a 90s song and that's what you fucking rapped about. <laughs> I mean, like... It would... I mean, like, it, look, whatever. Like, I'm not dissing the lyrics, to be honest. Nah. Like, it's just like, why? But, like, why when that's your when that's your lyrics... Why have the backing track be spooky? I know, it's a bit odd, and and there is some context to the backing, but not enough to justify why it's spooky. Uh, but before mm-hmm. we go any further, uh, do you have any initial thoughts on it? I mean, I, those, are, those are my initial thoughts. What are you talking about? That's true. I said my, <laughs> I've said, I said my thoughts. Uh, so do you want to listen to the uh, get, uh, Us remix? I almost said Get Out. The Us yeah, remix. For, for sure. For sure. Yeah, let's listen to the Us remix. It's much shorter. Which, uh, God, just I, I've, never, I've never seen Us. Mm. I probably won't. I mean, one of these days you will, like, if when we are in the same place, you will, like, sit me down mm. and fucking... Make me watch us. I'll start with Get Out because Get Out's more of just like a, just like a. This makes me upset as a minority horror movie, and Us is a bit more. This is a horror movie. There's blood and stuff. Yeah, people die. Yeah, so yeah, I. Um, well, people die in Get Out. It's get just out. every <laughs> every single image, promotional or screen cap or whatever that I have seen from Us. Every single frame that I have seen. Is like I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, oh no, I'd I'd be so fucking scared to watch. I'm already kind of scared just looking at this still image of of Lapita doing such a good job, like a just crazy L- good job. Lapita's fucking like ability to do like the bug eyes thing, it's horrifying. Just, I mean, I saw the it. Shit out I saw me. it in theater when it came out earlier this year, and then I also watched it uh, independently. I think once or twice. Uh, yeah. And I will tell you, seeing it in theater is like you know solidarity because there are people around me. I had friends. We were like whispering little fan theories to each other. Um, watching it by yourself at night instills a specific type of fear of not even your double coming to kill you, but Lapeda coming to kill you. <laughs> And like you know, I don't, I don't know if like the clones are the quote unquote real evil. I don't know, not bl- whatever. Okay. But here's what I will also say is I've also just seen fr- like shots from the movie. Is it's like, oh yeah, there's just walls of rabbits, and I don't know what that means, and don't explain it to me. Nope. But I just see that, and I'm like, I'm gonna hate this. I'm just gonna hate whatever this is. I'm just gonna hate watching it and experiencing it, and it's good. And like, I will recognize it as being artful and great and very good, and I will just hate watching it. Oh, for sure. Uh, I will actually get into a little bit about us, but only after we give this a little listen. Yeah, let's give this a little listen. Get in it. Mm-hmm. 
So. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Uh, yeah, John Peel <laughs> and Michael Abels and all like they're they're fucking geniuses, and you know, John Peel is doing fucking you know crazy shit with horror and just you know really just shaking it up and and doing like really cool interesting stuff with horror um wigs me out so much (laughs) (laughs) for sure uh and some listeners of the show will recognize this this is sort of a meme on tiktok uh because the like break in basically of like the fade from i got five on it uh uh from uh what's his name michael um michael marshall uh and sort of his fade out from him doing uh the sort of chorus sort of uh hook of the original song and the fade into like the orchestral typical uh horror movie moment is so like radical that people use it as like uh you know like like in the comments someone was like when you sneeze and someone says bless you but then you remember that you're home alone it's like dun 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 uh you know shit like that um, yeah yeah I, so. I think it's, like, really cool in the way that it, like, you know, it takes that, that, da, 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 from the original song, the bells from the original song, mm. you know, ups the orchestration, and then, like, in the second half of the song, it's just, like, like, is not even a little bit on beat. Nope. Just caught it's it like, and it's ne- Christ. Like, like, you know, it'll do the, da, 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 and then you're expecting, like, a couple of beats later for it to do it again and then it doesn't and then it's a couple of beats more and you're like where is it mm-hmm. a couple of beats more oh there it is what mm-hmm. uh yeah so when i talk about a music like a song a music oh, i'm so eloquent uh a song like wigging me out like not only listening to it now i'm like that's a really good horror song but in the context of the movie the way that i mean i'm sure like you've seen the trailer and stuff like gifs of her moving oh, no, I, oh yeah i've 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 seen Lupita. It's very in this movie. scary. So here's like a very. Can, can I just fucking say? Yeah. There should there should fucking be a like a separate horror Oscars. There sh- honestly like honestly because there are like people try and like sort of boil down the category into just horror movies, but there are so you many know, different types of horror movies. Very not, similar to how there's different different types of comedies like. Not, not even, here's a, here's also a, not even just horror Oscars. I'm going to go like weird Oscars. The weird, the weird boys. Yeah. I want like I, I want, the B movies that are shitty. Can I, like, can I fuck it? Can I, can I, ho- I, I'm so excited. I just got my letter. I'm hosting this year's weird boys. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. What would the, like, what would the award look like for the weird boys? Um, it would, uh, it would look different every time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, it this each, year? Um, this year it is a um, you know, it is on that sort of a pedestal thing that that these statues typically are. Mm-hmm. Um, except that the award is just a human eyeball. Oh, I just love that. Sitting on it, sitting on the uh, pedestal, like a hyper realistic eyeball. Yeah, I mean, you know, still. Just sort of like gold etched in gold, you know, yeah. but but yeah, like as hyper realistic as it can get. Love that. Uh, there's there's a little cord in it's 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 kind of gross to look at, yeah. but it's you know the optic nerve is what's mounting it to the, the mm-hmm. pedestal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, occasionally well. it blinks. Oh, I love that. Did you get that enchanted? Yeah. Uh, it's actually just puppetry. We got we got Shit. fucking uh, we got <laughs> we got um, 
Got Jim Henson on the line. Yeah, we got we, Jim Henson's <laughs> ghost, ghost is Jim just <laughs> is in every single one of these. I was <laughs> I was not bits of his ghost. Uh, oh, fuck you. I I see now. I wasn't thinking about Jim Henson. I was thinking uh, about Andy Circus, but I couldn't remember his name. Oh, that's Galaxy Brain. I'd yeah. say I love that. Uh, so yeah, let's just get, let's just get the fucking weird boys, and uh, you know, I think like, yeah, I think the- I mean fucking you know Andy Circus like will win an award basically every year. But- There's the Andy Circus Award. Right, there's just the Andy Circus Award, and it's just yeah. this year's Andy Circus Award goes to Andy Circus. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Because uh, honestly, like, not even joking, like, that'd be really cool because, like, you could include horror movies, you could include, like, small budget, like, on purpose bad movies, you can include student mm-hmm. films, like, you can include comedies that don't appropriately fit the category. Like, you could fit anything that doesn't fit, like, the usual genre film mold. Uh, and also, yeah. you can get really specific because, like, I know that for, um, what's his face that did the, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Um, super long man that does like Shape of Water and like oh, the dude from Hellboy, oh, Doug Jones, Doug Jones. Oh, Doug Jones. Like he's okay. been like shunted so many times, even though like the movies he's been in has like won, mm-hmm. but his makeup and his performance has not been recognized because it's like just not. A, there's no category that can fit that properly, even like with SFX makeup. Um, and yeah, I feel like I, it'd be great I, to have that category. I, I yeah, there should be absolutely a category for best monster actor. Absolutely, best best performance by a monster actor. Fuck yeah, monster actor rights, baby. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, <laughs> I'm, so I'm anyway. excited for the weird boys. So let's here's fucking gets, let's fucking we gotta fund the weird boys. So here's the thesis. Um. So the history of this song, this relates to what we were talking about with Toby Fox before. This is what I was uh, uh, alluding to. So the history of this song is that Lunas sampled uh, the beat, the spooky beat, from a Club Nouveau 1986 hit, Why Do You Treat Me So Bad? But Club Nouveau uh, sampled it from a different 1986 song, Thinking About Ya, by the group uh, Timex Social Club. But... The man featured on the chorus of I Got Five on it, Michael Marshall, was also a songwriter from the Timex Social Club. So it's just a big, weird musical Ouroboros uh, with this so, weird so, beat. So so this dude working on this song, mm-hmm. did he not recognize that the sample was from his original group? I think from my research, it was that he was fine with it being a sample. He was like, that's fine. Uh, and I think he uh, was inclined to support- No, but you said, but you said that yeah. they sampled it from a song that wasn't from the Timex group or whatever. Yeah, but so it, I think- But uh, that song sampled it from- But then the original dude from the Timex group, you are, I forgot what it said. Yeah. They wrote, wrote, I got five on it. So Michael, Michael Marshall, uh, so he was a songwriter on- uh, uh, for. So the when they were sampling from the middle song- did he just? Did Michael Marshall just not remember that it was from his original song? So it's a bit contentious, right? Because some people claim that uh, "Why You Treat Me So Bad" is not related to this, but other people re- say that Timex Social Club isn't related to this. Um, so it's sort of like both sort of happened at the same time. So it's kind of hard to say, like, if they sampled the beat from "Why You Treat Me So Bad" or "Thinking About Ya," but. 
I think they sort of like Luna's doing I Got Five on it sort of got the blessing from Michael Marshall because he didn't necessarily get credit when he did the original song. Uh, so it's sort of like they may have gotten it from Why You Treat Me So Bad by Club Nouveau, but if they got it from I uh if they got it from Thinking About You, they have like the expressed like blessing of Michael Marshall. Uh, so it's a bit huh. contentious. It's a bit of a weird yeah. like interesting mishmashy sort of thing going on uh and he came back and worked with uh jordan peele to to do um the remix uh for us and so it's all a very like chill you know no one's beefing or anything yeah um, yeah uh i i will also say that jordan peele has said uh and this was to entertainment weekly that he chose this track because it has these very haunting undertones uh and he quote says uh i feel like the beat in the song has this inherent cryptic energy almost reminiscent of the nightmare on elm street soundtrack uh and because this movie is set in california it's a bay area classic he was very into that sort of uh keeping it within the area uh Mm -hmm. and i think it's really interesting how he takes like you know uh this idea of like really spooky sounding things because he's a horror movie director now he's working on a lot of scary things uh like this nightmare on elm street sound but he is also taking from like culture and from like being african-american and going like i want to have a song that is not only scary that people will recognize and people will have nostalgia for because a lot of a lot of this movie is about nostalgia um my favorite quote from i believe the trailer uh, and also just from the movie in general, is uh, after uh, the four doppelgangers sort of, like, confront the family uh, in Us, the Wilson family, uh, the dad, Gabe, asks, who are you people? And uh, Lupita Nyong'o's uh, doppelganger replies, we're Americans. And I think that's a really fun and really interesting and kind of very dark line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it really like uh, uh and I have a lot of like metatextual analysis of us um and and how like one of these days you're just going to do a whole podcast just about us <laughs> I'm going to do a dark podcast about me ranting about us Jordan Peele really did a great job of like he's also said before that he likes to hear the song that he will use as the main theme before he does any like filming or anything so he can get the right. tone that he would use for the scene which as someone who does yeah. script writing and sort of like directing and stuff I really get that uh and it's nice to feel the entire landscape before you like you know you don't want to do things in chunks you want to do it sort of like uh, uh all together sort of a mishmash of like you know filming and then listening and and sort of adjusting as you go and john peel does a fantastic job of doing that um and especially with this song curse me the fuck out and also the original song is just like pretty chill and good like if i was at a party and the and i got five when it came on i'd be like yeah this fucking slaps i love it uh and then yeah. the remix kicks my ass <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't really got. I've never seen the movie. I'll watch it. I'll watch it when Someday. you feel okay with watching it. I just really like Jordan Peele. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he does a fantastic job of like taking like this mismatch. Uh, mismatch. Mish-mash. Can I bring my song now? <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm rounding it out, Mars. I think you've he does a ra- good job. You, I, I'm sorry, but you've been rounding it out for ten minutes. I'm trying, but then we keep talking about other things. I'm trying my best. So Mars. <laughs> so Miles. The fuck did you bring? <laughs> the fuck are you contributing? Uh, t- t- <laughs> Why is my voice control activating? God damn it. Uh, a song that freaked me out a lot as a child, mm-hmm. and that still freaks me out a little bit 
today, uh, but for different reasons. Is the X Files theme? No, but that that could have been one that got me as a kid easily. Mm-hmm. I definitely like there was an episode of The Simpsons. I think that like you know kind of loosely parry. Par- I think not even loosely. I think Skulder and Mul- Mulder and Scully were both on it. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about for sure. Uh, but uh, at the end of the like, it was a total like goofy joke end uh, episode, and like. Uh, like Leonard Nimoy was in it, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I did not have any trouble with the e- with the episode as a whole until the very end when they played the X-Files theme song. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, this is spooky. Mm-hmm. So what song did you actually bring? Uh, I did bring the X-Files theme, actually. Now, uh, I brought, let's see, Building <gasps> by, by Tom Waits. One of my favorite songs. Good. God tier. God tier song. Tom Waits. Tom Waits, king of spooking me the fuck out. Tom Waits is a spooky dude. Uh, shit. I, I don't listen to a lot of Tom Waits music. Um, not, I'm not as well versed, uh, as, as maybe I should be. And I do wanna, I do wanna dive more in. Uh, because this shit is fucking weird and I love weird. Mm hmm. But I distinctly remember as a child hearing this song in particular and just being totally enraptured by it. Yeah. And like, like, creeped out, but also like, oh yeah, this is kind of we- like, ooh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. This? Yeah. And, ooh. you know, we'll get into it. I, I don't, I don't know that I have a whole lot to say on this song, uh, but. Let's 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 fucking get into it, Let, yo. Let's let's give this a listen, shall we? Yeah, fuck it. That hook light on the stairs. What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing: he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? And what's that sound from underneath the door? Pounding nails into a hardwood floor, and I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. And I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw, and you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. So, so, what'd you think? I mean, this has been a favorite of mine for. Quite a few years. Yeah. It's a very unique... I mean, it's hardly a song. <laughs> Barely a, a song. It's a Barely a song. Uh, and just... it has been well documented on this podcast that I enjoy just like, you know, slam poetry and people talking and... For sure, know, for sure. Shit, shit over background music. Tom Waits really hits that spot for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, this song, I think, it, I mean, it stuck out to me as a kid just because it was like so different and... Mm. Literally every every song I've ever other like heard, mm-hmm. like it is like whispers of song. Yeah, just a just a pinch of song and then a handful of weird. <laughs> um, so this song is when I was a kid, I was more afraid, more unnerved by the the mystery man, right? The person that 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 Tom Waits is talking about. As an adult listening to the song recently for the first time in a long time, 
I am more afraid and more unnerved of the narrator, this yeah. character. Yeah. Because this is a song about like 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 I guess like residential like paranoia, yeah, mistrusting like your neighbors, hmm. gossiping and spreading misinformation and and creating this narrative around sup someone, you know, who, you know, is just doing their own thing. Yeah. It's it's this sort of like idea of the outsider coming in and if they don't conform exactly to what you want. Like you see this a lot in like suburbs and like quote unquote gated communities, depending on how officially gated they are. Um, and you see this in a lot of like higher like income areas for rich people. Uh, and if they don't like do everything that you think they should, it's like, well, what then what the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah. So I, I want to go through some of the lyrics in this song. Mm. You know, I want to come at it from from the sort of two angles of this, of like the sort of paranoia that seeps in of like, is this dude fucking killing people? Is he talking to aliens? Mm. Like, and then I want to take come at it again from the opposite perspective of, all right, like he's probably just like, you know, tinkering or whatever. Yeah. Um. So going through the song, uh, it, it, all of these lines are just meaningless observations mm-hmm. and not, but they sound, when they're put together in a certain way, it's just like, it seems like evidence, but yeah. it's not. And the way that Tom Waits says it. Yeah. Uh, things like, he has subscriptions to those magazines. Yeah, what the fuck? What magazine? He doesn't. Playboy? He doesn't wave when he goes by. Yeah, like who cares? Yeah. Uh, uh. It says repeatedly he has no friends. How do you know? How the fuck do you know? You don't talk to him. Yeah, I guess nobody goes over to his house. But like, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want a host. Yeah, maybe it's because his neighbors are fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, stuff like pounding nails into a hardwood floor. Just this general like, what's he building in there? He has a router and a table saw. Uh, yeah, as if that isn't, like, normal things for someone to have in their house. Right. Yeah, just, yeah, he's fucking building something in his garage, and he's, you know, he's a hobbyist. Uh, I I keep seeing the light of a, uh, the blue light of a TV show. Yeah, he's watching TV. What are you, yeah. t- what are you talking about? And I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. It's like, well, he could have nutted. I'm sorry to say. Or he could have just hurt himself. It's just yeah. like, ow, fuck. Yeah. And that implies that you're close enough to hear someone moaning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah. Here's other creepy lines. Uh, there's poison underneath the, the sink, of course, but there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. How do you know? Yeah, you were in his house. You were in We've were established in that house? no one goes there. Like, because you don't know what's he building in there. So you know that, like, you don't know what's in his shed. So you're not friends with him. Are you, like, poking your- are you looking through the windows? Like, what the fuck is going on here? It gives me some real, um, Stepford Wives energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really creepy. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. That's the one weird thing. That is- Okay, that's weird. And like maybe this dude is weird, but he's probably not killing people. So that's like the thing, right? Like I like all of us can experience like, yeah, you have that one neighbor that's kind of weird, but like who gives a shit? Like you don't yeah. talk to him, you don't need a care. Mhm. Uh there's a lot of just completely like nothing statements in here. 
Mm. of, what's that tune he's always whistling? As if that's suspicious. Right, like- As if you've heard every song. favorite song, like, what the- Like, what could- Like, okay, let's let's dive into the mind of the narrator for a second. Mm. What does the narrator think this tune could mean? Yeah, because it's like, you're implying that, like, you know, I guess in combination with the flashlight, it's like, are you like a government spy? But then the rest of it, they're implying he's a murderer. So, like- Yeah. But then also, how does that correspond to building anything? Mm-hmm. Like, what would he be building uh, in correspondence yeah. with a crime? There, there's also, um, uh, so there's this whole uh, group of lines. I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee, which is not a real place. Well, that's weird. Uh, and he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. Indonesia. What's he building in there? What's Indonesia. And it's just like- It really captures that, like, 90s paranoia really well, I think. Yeah, of like, like, oh, Indonesia, that's a weird faraway place. Is he, like, like, are they doing- no, it's just, yeah. he probably lived in Indonesia for a little bit. Like, that's here's, okay. Like, whatever. Here's my idea of the psychology, right? Is that this yeah. sounds like a conversation between, like, townspeople. Like, this sounds like a town oh, yeah. meeting that he wasn't invited to. Um, mm-hmm. Of people just noticing little things as they walk by. And it really is, like, he isn't conforming perfectly to everything that we want. And for some reason, that's, like, piquing their interest. So, for example, uh, with the, like, um, you know, I saw, I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. Uh, and to them, that's weird because maybe everyone else, like, they turn off their TVs at a very similar hour and his is the only one that's on anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, oh, he's pounding nails into a hardwood floor. We don't do our own, like, housework. Why, like, what is he doing? I'm suspicious of this. Um, yeah. They're looking under his sink for, like, poison and shit. Like, why are they looking under there? Uh, yeah, he, they're suspicious of, like, him having a consulting business in Indonesia. Because no one goes to Indonesia. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, I, like, and, and you, and and you won't so believe weird. what Mr. Stitcher saw. You won't believe what Mr. Stitcher saw. What did Mr. Stitcher see? <laughs> Probably t- some bullshit. Fucking, I don't know. And, and yeah, like, all of this implies that I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. Like, that's baseless. Oh, right. That's baseless, yeah. completely. Completely baseless. Uh, and again, with this whole narrative of, like, you know, th- this isn't conforming, like, them going, like, he's whistling a tune, but it's something that we don't whistle. So what is it? Mm-hmm. Like, this must yeah. be suspicious in some way. This must be a crime in some way, because we don't know what he's doing. And we are, like, you know, the pinnacle of society. We are, like, the smartest people here. What is this outsider doing that is so, like, like what about our poor kids? What if he tells them things? We have a right to know. We have a right to know. Yeah, it ends with we have a right to know. That fucking no, haunts me. <laughs> yeah. It really feels like five minutes before a town meeting, like of of or like, you know, the, the suburb meeting, <sighs> get their fucking pitchforks and go to his house. Like it feels like like a, a moral panic moment. It does, yeah. It's horrifying. Monism. To quote to quote Stephen in the uh, genius lyrics uh, comments for this song. Uh, Stephen posted this six months ago, so for some context. Stephen says, what the heck? Indeed, Stephen. Indeed. 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 But yeah, that, that's all I really got to say on uh, this song. Mm. Yeah, uh, what a fantastic way of illustrating uh, 
global moral panic and and really uh you know the the danger of suburbs and the danger of forming mobs fantastically yeah, hey hey y'all y'all like your 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 neighbors probably aren't killing people yeah hey our instincts are pretty good and i think like it's usually not as that's always the thing, like, on news when it's like, I never suspected a thing. I never knew that Jeremy would kill four people. And it's like, well, he did used to, like, burn animals as a child. Do you think that that was an indication? Like, they're never, like, super cool. Like, well, the here's the thing. And, snap. and you know what? That fucking Indonesia line really, like, hammers home. Like, it really just comes down to, like, like fear of the other and it, and very much often coupled with just some straight-up racism. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what would you be doing in such a savage location? You must yeah, have been if a, sacrificing. It's a, if it's a, you know, fucking, like, and, like, fucking, I don't know, but it really does seem that most serial killers are just, like, upper-class white men yeah. who, uh, who their neighbors never would have suspected. Yeah. It plays into the whole thing of like, they might have played along with like the stereotypes that you have and he's whistling the right tunes and he turns his TV off at 9 PM and he doesn't signal with a flashlight on the roof, but he does kill people. So you don't Mm -hmm. suspect him of anything because to your limited worldview, he's like, Oh, he's just normal. Like the rest. Well, that's, that's the thing is that, um, serial killers, uh, serial killers are uh, very good at covering their tracks mm-hmm. uh, in, in socially, mm. and it, that's the point. That's how they serial kill. Is they're supposed to, you know, lure you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be like the weirdo fucking Donald down the street that only wears, like, short shorts. Yeah, it's just like, cause there's just so much suspicion around race and and gender and sexuality and mental mm. illness mm. I'm just and and the same people who will point the finger at these folks will completely anno- uh, ignore the the nice white murderer living mm-hmm. next door yep it's so. all about signs and signifiers and how society treats them gotta learn the language yeah i'm gonna quickly google and we can ignore this but i am curious because like some of the only suspicious things in the song is like why does he have formaldehyde I'm just going. I'm going to. I'm just going to Google formaldehyde other uses. Okay. Uh oh. Oh my god. This song just what? got a whole new layer, bitch. You use it with resins. Like it's just, oh. it's for building. You put oh, it in wood and stuff to glue it together. Okay. So, so there's cleaning and ha- resin. <laughs> like he's just he's just remodeling the house. He's fully just remodeling the house. Like I'm he's just sh- fully remodeling his house. Like. God, he doesn't have time to it. stop and chat. He's fucking building. Like, <laughs> Mr. Stitcher probably just, like, probably saw him, like, dragging bags or something around back the house. And it's just fucking wood chips going into the compost. Yeah, this is a new game. What What do you think Mr. Stitcher saw? <laughs> well, it's like the whole you know sequence what? I- in, like, that one Simpsons episode where Ned Flanders is, like, a murderer and he, like, is doing a bunch of, like, suspicious things, but it turns out he's doing something totally normal. And then he's mm-hmm. holding, like, his hands in prayer, but then it, like, the camera pans out and he's holding two severed hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what a song. Anyway, that's two Simpsons references in this episode. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Such a funny reference uh, podcast that we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I think Mr. Stitcher saw? What? Us sneaking our way into the break. <gasps> what are we building in there? What are we building in there? We have a right to not. <laughs> 
time we're it's, in it's it's time hacker voice we're in ha- hacker voice we're in it's kiss time oh it is kiss time yes it's kiss time for me you were, you were you were wording it that like you were about to bring a segment no i i mean i try not to do segments when uh i bought the theme and i'm also doing this it's a it's a very oh, miles yeah. heavy sure, moment sure. already so i, I, I guess know, yeah. i guess so you know, you're welcome to do whatever. This is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. That's true. No one owns us. No gods, no kings. Yeah. No gods, no kings. Only gays. The tools belong to the people. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You want to you kiss that joy disc? Is that of what we've said? Of course. Yeah, probably. All right. I <laughs> Every did... time it's probably that, right? It's <laughs> Sure, it's that. All right. Three, two, one. I'm doing my own foley. <laughs> I'm doing my own background noises now. So every every single week here on Artificial Ghost Radio, the challenger spins the wheel of discord or kisses the joy desk Mm -hmm. and uh, randomly gets a song from their library to talk about on the show. It could be any song. And what song is it? Got a pretty good one. I got a pretty pretty good good one. one? Uh, Got a pretty good one? Yeah. I got Fresh Static Snow by Porter Robinson. Hmm. Oh, have I think I know. I think I, I don't know that I've heard this track. I might have, but I think I've heard of Porter Robertson. Almost certainly. He is the uh, brother of the bad man. Um, it's Nick Robinson. Oh, um, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I'm so sorry, Mr. Porter. But he's very good. And I really enjoy uh, the album that this is from. It's World. Uh, there's a lot of like really popular tracks on there. Uh, that have been played a lot. Um, but yeah, without fucking further ado, I would love it if we could give this a little listen. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. So, what'd you think? Uh, it is it is softy boy music <laughs> for sure. Christ, what a what a fucking burn! <laughs> I mean, it sounds good. It does. It sounds good. I mean, go for the jugular, Mars. Be honest. <laughs> no, I think it sounds good. Just you know, a little typical, <laughs> a little typical of a style is all I'm saying. Sure, I mean, it's not, I'm sorry, I fully lent away from my microphone. I had to do the Penny Parker laugh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not revolutionizing the fucking genre or nothing. Uh, the soft e boy genre, yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> stop saying e-boy. <laughs> it's killing me. I uh, mean, am I wrong? Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, alright. It's more, okay. so, I, don't, I don't know what the difference between soft boy and e-boy is, but I feel like this is more soft boy than e-boy. 
Well, it's both because it's like it's soft, but it's also electronic. That's true. A softy boy. Yeah, softy boy. (laughs) Sounds totally good. (laughs) Sounds totally good and not bad at all. Oh, oh dear. That's totally good and not bad at all. Let's not comment on mm-hmm. it. Softy yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Softy boy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, fresh static star. I, that's, my, that's my favorite <laughs> drink to get at DQ. <laughs> oh, and they fucking flip it upside down, uh, but then all of yeah. it falls onto the ground. Because <laughs> it's, it's too soft. Because it's too soft. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, fresh static snow. It's not my like favorite song on the album, but I do uh, quite enjoy it as like a nice background. Again, I've talked before about like how I kind of go through different moods of like when I'm. I listen to music if I go literally anywhere. I if I have my earphones in every waking moment of my life. It's not good for me. I have tinnitus. But <laughs> but um, this is a really like it's a nice like because the lyrics fucking don't mean anything. Uh, so I'm not like paying attention to it. It's just like a nice background sort of moment. For sure. Uh, Porter Robinson has said, though, uh, so this, by the way, this came out on Worlds from 2014. Uh, I think I found it maybe a year or two afterwards. I was, like, probably in, like, college or uni um, because uh, Griffin McRoy recommended it because uh, I think he might have, like, used a sample of it on something uh, or he talked about it on, like, a podcast. Uh, and I was like, oh, for sure, I'll listen to that. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked the whole story of it. Uh, so, Fresh Static Snow uh, is, uh, according to Genius Lyrics, the first one he ever wrote for the album, uh, and is using the Vocaloid uh, Avana, which I know that a lot of people are more familiar with Vocaloids being just like, you know, Miku and like Len, or I don't know any of the other names for them. Mostly sure. Miku. It's mostly Miku. Mostly um, Miku, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you make music and you make electronic music, a Vocaloid is just any sort of electronic uh, vocal sort of program that someone's made. A, a Miku Vocaloid ended up in a Big Boy song mm. at some point. All right. There's a guitar that yeah, there's a uh, there's a uh, a thingy you can plug into your guitar and it, it makes the guitar sound like Miku. Oh, perfect! I it's love that. very good. <laughs> My I friend love Nathan that. showed it, me a video. Made me want to cool. die. Um, so this song is according to Porter Robinson about the sort of idea of like, oh, if there's a soulmate out there, there's also seven billion people out there, and I will probably never meet them. Uh, and that's oh, sure. sad, uh, and there's static between us, uh, and this song is about, like, him sort of saying, like, I am lonely, and I don't think I'll ever be able to meet that person, and I can find happiness in other things, but, you know, I might never meet my soulmate. I mean, okay, the fucking idea of a soulmate is so stupid, though. Yeah, I think it's kind of not, yeah, it's not it for me, Chief. Um, it's really, really, do- like, like, you know, you find people that you vibe with, mm-hmm. right, and, like, you know, it- the f- like soulmate is is not you have a potential of probably thousands of soulmates. Yeah, if anything, I believe in like thousands of soulmates, essentially or hundreds, I don't right. know, tens yeah. even if you want to get specific. But like, yeah, you'll never you know, meet them probably. Yeah, I mean, what when I say soulmate, I just mean like like someone mm. who you like have a incredibly like strong everlasting connection with yeah and that can literally stem from basically anything yeah so like i don't know it'll just fucking happen yeah like to me like my friend shanae is like my like platonic familial soulmate like Mm -hmm. that relationship that i have with them is very fulfilling uh, and it's not romantic and it's not sexual, but like that is like 
they are my soulmate. Like, I can't, I could be without them. Like, it's not like a, I'll die if they leave me, but like, I don't sure. want to be in that world, really. Well, I don't like yeah, the idea I, of that reality. Yeah, like, that's the thing, right? And like, that's the other thing about the idea of soulmates is the idea of like, it has to be forever. Yeah. And that's fucking nothing. That's bullshit, too. That's it not taking Nothing your has to be account. anything. And like, like, you know, like, you theoretically can at any point, you know, uh, completely cut off ties with, with someone for any number of reasons. Mm. And, you know, it can be incredibly sad and often is, but, you know, anything other than that is just obsessive. Yeah. Can but, I, can I rant for a moment? Oh, I was in the middle of my rant, oh, but if you want to, no, if you want to hop, if you want to hop in your rant, we can go back and forth. I think rant. our rants are going to be pretty similar. So you I feel like they're going to be. No, you go. You go. You you start your rant, and I'll incorporate my rant into your rant. Valid. Um, it's just like and this is sort of relating to, and like, there's not a lot of lyrics in the song, but like the lyrics, you'd fit perfectly to me. We'd end our loneliness, melt this curse away. They will never know your name. I've cried for you the same. I don't like. It taps into my like. I get really irked with like fanfics and fan art and stuff to do with like soul identifying marks or soulmates or whatever it's like oh you both have like the same fucking tattoo or whatever and you find each other and you're in love instantly because that's not how relationships work and no no also what if your soulmate fucking sucks (laughs) yeah like how are you supposed to know that's not how anyone builds relationships so i hate this idea of like i love you but i've never met you or I will love yeah. you instantly because I don't believe in love at first sight. It takes work and it takes there, shared interest. There are, <laughs> like there are like stories and shit in like songs and movies and you know what just books and shit. Stories of like um like like fucking men falling in love with statues or whatever and then trying to do necromancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like and it's just like what kind of fucking obsessive bullshit behavior is this? Yeah, it's like the whole, like, Disney princess moment of, like, fucking they kiss once or, like, they meet and have, like, one conversation. It's like, let's get married, dog. And I know it was different in fucking medieval times, but, like... Right. What 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 do you talk about? That's it. Like, when the camera shuts off, what do you talk about? Mm-hmm. What do you have in common? What's and the... It, and <laughs> what you talk about can't just be, like, can't be, like, praising. No. It can't just be like, oh, fucking- my God, I love your hair. It smells so good. <laughs> No one, no one wants to be a statue. Yeah, have some fucking initiative. Yeah, literally, just like, like, just fucking. I don't know. Interact with people. Have a live a life, and then one day you'll find a rainbow you know, connection. Right. Exactly. Hermit was right. Hermit was right, and that's just in general about everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. Like you should never go out there looking for a soulmate because you'll find them in your own way and you might find many of them like this is like yeah that's that's the other thing that's the other fucking thing hey what about poly people idiot what about fucking poly folks um where my poly folks at what do they get hey what the fuck did they get yeah like what the like that that's the other thing you've like 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 imagine imagine telling a poly person to find their soulmate like what like cool where do I start? Like, what do I, I mean, really, like, that's, like, poly people are really, like, that's the supporting argument for, like, what we've been saying. It's, like, they exist, and I know them, 
Like, they're not, like, a, a poly people aren't a fake concept, and yeah. soulmates is. Like, it's, you know, and, I don't know, it's, it really yeah. kind of bothers yeah. me when it's this idea of, like, one true love, uh, because I, although it is quite romantic, and I'm a very romantic person, I also find romance in being able to find someone and to spend enough time with them that you think, I want this to be always. Uh, yeah. Or you and find like- people to surround yourself with that, like, you think you're safe with. Yeah, and I've, I've, you know, in the past, I feel like I, I've definitely put more stock into this, this sort of shit before, mm. but that's called indoctrination, <laughs> and I've been slowly breaking free of that shit. Lads, it um, is upon us as socialists to not conform. We must mm. share the love and the seize yeah. the means of love production. Seize the means of love production is the name of my next album. I want a, like, a movie about Cupid. <laughs> But it's about seizing the means of love production. Of the people rising up against Cupid? No, uh, Cupid's, uh, he realizes that, like, what he's been doing is wrong, and he's like, no, there should just be more general love in the world. Why have I been making people romantically fall in love with each other when I can just make people love? Uh, And then he fucking, I don't know, rebels against Aphrodite and, like, I don't know, kills her or whatever. Hey, the Greek myth is weird. Eros is fucking weird. Yeah. But- you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that any story that's that starts off with, uh, you know, hey, I want to spread love, you know, and then ends in I murdered a woman mm-hmm. is not ideal, Miles. Well, yeah. It's not ideal. Oh, yeah. Maybe instead of doing that, he goes up and it's like the ending of like Avatar The Last Airbender where he's like, no, I refuse to kill anybody. You should be a nice person. And you should agree that we should all just love in general more. I mean, and she's like, "Yeah, thing- for sure, son." More things just need to be more like Avatar. Honestly, I just finished my like I don't know million three watch of it because it got released on Netflix. And dog, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> Avatar is yeah. so good, and every day I cry. Hey, do you want to get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. It looks like the game is over. For now. (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed Artificial Ghost Radio, and we'll see you next week for another round. I'd like to thank Marble Cantus for being our wonderful narrator. You can find her on Twitter and on Twitch at Marble Cantus. That is Marble C-A-N-T-U-S to find everything that she does. Uh, Lunar Life Studio, once again, having our first uh, Spooky Pride Pledge Drive to support us and the other podcasts on the network. Uh, go check it out starting tomorrow running to november 2nd uh you can find the patreon at patreon.com slash hq if you enjoyed the show uh please do share it with a friend primarily and uh hey you know uh uh, uh leaving us a rating on itunes would also be super tight we'll read it out on the show uh if you do and uh if you want to stay updated on all things art ghost you can find us on twitter at art ghost pod hey miles Hey, Mars. Now, about a month ago, mm. we had a conversation about what next week's episode would be. Yes, God. Um, but then I realized that it is up to me to make that challenge. Yep. And I've decided oh, to fine. go with my instincts. And so next week, my challenge for you is... To listen to the entirety of Andrew Gold's Halloween Howls. Mars. Because we're going to be doing a Halloween Howls album retrospective. Mars. 
which for those unaware is the album that has spooky scary skeletons on it i fucking want to listen to a whole album why so much i mean look yes but also this is an album of children's music that's worse it's not because it is you're not me there's no analysis to do then what's my job that's all i do (laughs) i'm the analysis guy well now i've cursed you look forward to miles's anguish apparently (sighs) thank you once again for listening to artificial ghost radio and we will see you when we see you. What's that tune he's always whistling? Uh, I think it goes a little something like this. I didn't whistle at all. What the fuck are you whistling? <laughs> I was I was doing the Mario Brothers theme song. I thought it was Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> well, I I couldn't whistle for some reason. I couldn't whistle. Oh fuck me. <laughs> I couldn't whistle, Miles. I couldn't. I couldn't do it for you. I was like, "Sir, hard." <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>